Welcome back to the Two Dudes Three Legs podcast with your hosts, Zach Dingy. Tony Capaletti. Today we sit down with Jazzy Camacho, who I have entrusted to do a lot of uh, tattoo work on myself, and I think she's just the best. Uh, that's why I go to her. And she recently was on Ink Masters. So we break down her struggles and how Ink Masters was, what the experience was like. We talk about uh, her having her own tattoo shop, where she came from, how she got into tattooing, and anything else you want to add, Tom? Just a powerful story of coming from the streets of Poughkeepsie to uh, top-tier tattoo artists globally. Yep. And if you want to check out the show, it's airing November 1st on Paramount+. Plus, and we'll see you there. Yo, 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 oh, you yo. fucking want to be famous. <laughs> Guys are looking sharp. Zach Dingy. Tony Cavallari. Two Three Legs Podcast, where we share business tips, interview experts, and travel the world. This week on Two Dudes, Three Legs. So who won? <laughs> um, all right. First question I have for you is, how did you actually get on the show? Do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? So they contacted me actually back in 2018 um, to get onto the, the show. That's so dope. You must have been hyped. Yeah. Back then, too, <laughs> because I, my work wasn't as good and I wasn't as popular. So it was it was pretty dope. Um, But I made it into like the last final cut and... They ended up deciding to go with someone else. So, um, and also a lot, like back then I was a lot more shy. So my camera presence was probably ass, like, you know. So all um, for the better. All for the better. So fast forward, um, they reach out to me again. And I almost wasn't going to do it because I was in college at the time. I was just in, in school. So I almost didn't go because I would have had to have dropped out of school, which I did in turn. Um but I just went with it. I made it all the way to the, and it's a very lengthy process, you know, like to get on. Yeah. Like, like they contact you and then like you send in videos and background checks and all that stuff. And then you just don't hear from them for like a month, mm. but like, you have a life, you know what I mean? Like, do yeah. I need, am I, am I going to leave? Am I not going to leave? Like you gotta like, I gotta prepare. And they don't really let you know that you're coming on until like a week prior. Mm. So it's just like, the, it was, it was tough, but yeah. How do, how do they know who to reach out to? They're just looking for people who do, do they, they look for people who they think are going to be good on TV or just good tattoo artists, or do they give you like any reason why they reached out to you specifically? And what avenue did they use to reach out to you? Uh, both email and Instagram. Instagram. I, mean, there, I a, knew it was going to be Instagram. Yeah, there's a casting company, obviously, that, uh. that works for Paramount and for Ink Master that, mm -hmm. that just literally probably spends all day looking on the internet for good tattooers, you know? Like, yeah. And people yeah. who look like they might have a look that the company's looking for at the time. Like, yeah. you need, like. I went through a process similar. Uh, I, they. I forgot the name of the show. It was like five days or something. It was like a uh, dating show. They tried to recruit me for it, and they did Wait, it all what? through. <laughs> you didn't like know that, Zach? Year. What? Yeah. He said this last year. Yeah, it was like last year. Yeah, bro, it was so lengthy, the whole process to get on the show. Buddy, so they lazy. They sent in this video. I had to do an interview, but they found me through Instagram. Like, that's how they're doing it. It's an right. easy way, though, too, because like you can learn so much about somebody. Just by right watching the their gram. shit. But uh, you didn't know about this, buddy. We're best friends, I've bro. Never I had to do a whole interview. I, hang out I had with to tell you every them day. about my motorcycle accident, and then the show was you got to live in this chick's house for five days with oh. five other dudes. And I was like, I'm not. You were competing going for her to love. Be a cuck. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's that's... Like, it should be called like the cuck of love or something. <laughs> Bryce, so I, hold yo, up. You knew about this? I I I I kind of knew. Anyway, I went through the whole process, and they were like, yo, you need to be vaccinated. And I was like, yeah, do it. Not doing it. Not yeah. doing it. Uh, you got on, or you get auditioned, you get accepted. What's the initial experience, like, going there? Where is it? What do you have to do? So, I mean, I wasn't, I was actually afraid. So, they film in Canada now. They used to film in Jersey the whole 14, 13, 14 years that it's been alive. But ever since COVID, they film in Canada. 
Um, so I didn't actually know if I was going to be able to get in. I have priors. Uh, mm -hmm. One, the number one prior that I have is a DWI. So there's like 10 countries you cannot get into. So they had to hire like- For a, a Dewey? For a Dewey. Canada's the number one. Like if you get arrested in Canada as a, Canada, a Canadian citizen, uh, drinking and driving, automatic 10 years. Doesn't matter. 10 years in prison. What? They're like zero tolerance. You That's know? crazy. Yeah, it's like literally like people who do, you know, like it's like the same thing with like Singapore. Like you cannot do drugs. You know what I mean? Like yep. it's just zero tolerance. So they- I got one uh, six days after I got my license. <laughs> and they cut his leg off because of it. Oh. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't 100%. They weren't even 100% that I was going to make it through. Were you drinking and driving in Canada? No, fuck no. <laughs> they wouldn't even let us leave the hotel. So you're on complete lockdown. You have to be in isolation for the first 7 to 14 days. What? So I didn't even really see Canada, to be honest with you. Um, Vancouver, I mean, from the outside, it was beautiful. But mm -hmm. uh, I, we, didn't, we weren't able to go out or do anything. Like It's literally... You're working 12, 15-hour days. Wow. You don't really have any time to do anything besides sleep. And is there any type of compensation? 250 an episode. Oh. $250 an episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, dollars. Still, yeah. US what, dollars. The most valuable thing is the you know, exposure. Yeah. That's it. I feel like that's yeah. why the pay is so bad. Yeah. It's yeah. like you're going to – hopefully this will set you up forever, so I'm going to pay your shit while you're here. Yeah. That's crazy. So, Two fifty yeah. an episode. And it take, I was telling them like you know it takes four or five days to film one episode. Uh, wow. Yeah. So let's talk and about it. Like the production. Weeks, yeah. What was that like? Like on set. Like did you feel like you had to end up doing things over and over again, tattoo wise? For the is it does it make it different that it's on like a video production set? Like what was the process like when you're in the mix when you're on over there? It is the most repetitive thing I've ever done in my life. Like you're gonna watch it and you're gonna see moments where we're like walking into a room, and we did that over 18, 19 times. What? <laughs> Walking into a fucking room and just what? literally like sitting down and all of our seating is all planned out before we sit down. So like we'll walk into a room, we'll sit down and be like, no, we didn't like Coral's face. Like she got to come out. We got to do it again. Oh do my. it again. We're doing this kind of shit for five, six hours of a day That's just to get crazy. good video footage or if they tell us something, right? And, and they make us do reactions. Um, if they don't like the reactions, we're doing that for two, three hours. Oh my God. A lot of it is kind of like weird. Like you're going to see moments where, um, we're all making like these crazy faces. Like somebody says something and it looks like I'm like looking at you like this bitch is stupid, you know? But it's really because like, there's going to be a moment. I'm sorry. There's going to be a moment where production is telling you like, all right, act like, you know, act like you heard something crazy. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just wow. like, yeah. and so the narrative probably gets painted where like, just like, damn, see, I knew Jazzy didn't like her. Like, <laughs> so a lot of it is extremely scripted, but is the competition fair and real? I would say that it's like 95% reality TV. Mm. Um, the competition fair, yes. To, um, there's favoritism. I feel like there's favoritism for sure. I don't feel like it was compromised, but I do feel like it was it was very noticeable. Mm. Um, and as a competitor, when you're in the midst of it, it feels unfair. Yeah. Um, but it's really more so reality TV. So then they're taking favoritism to the people who are giving them the best TV. You're thinking? I think. Would you say that? I think that the favoritism comes just from uh, sole reputation of who you are before you came on to the show. Mm. Um, but I do feel like the artists that I believe should have made it further didn't. 
And I do, whether that was a TV reason or I don't think it was a skill reason. Mm. I think that um, you're also being judged by artists at the end of the day, people who are artists. And art is very, how it's viewed is, is very different mm-hmm. from everyone. You know, what I find beautiful, other people don't, and vice versa for anyone. People who like my work and then there's people who don't, there's people who hate it. Mm. So it's 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 all about perception, I guess. And it's it can be confrontational. Mm. So I'm sure a lot of people want to know what the actual experience in the day-to-day is like. What time you got to get there in the morning? What do you do during the day? What does it look like? When do you leave? Like, give us the give us a day in the life. On okay. Ink Masters. On okay. Ink Masters. You're like, literally, I'm up by 4, 4.30. We're in cast room getting ready to leave. You have no access to your phone for the entire time. So they take your cell phones at 5 a.m. Wow. You don't get them back till you're done. Mm. So, like, go into the studio. We're all in, like, these vans. There's, like, a awesome set of producers that take care of you. They're like your babysitters. Um, <laughs> you literally can't move, walk, leave sight without someone next to you. At the first day, you're like, this is cool. Like, I have a fucking chauffeur. <laughs> and then by day four, you're like, I just want to piss alone, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's wild. Like, you get in there and you get right into reality. So whatever happened the day before, they're putting you in, like, this lounge room, kind of something like this. And mm-hmm. they're literally, like, talking about the day before. If someone got eliminated or whatever the the competition or the, the whatever it was the day before mm. and they're kind of like forced an argument a bit you know like they kind of want to start pushing buttons and start like playing narratives you do mm. that for two hours then you go into filming whatever the day is whether it's a tattoo or whether it's like something extremely crazy like you don't have much time to think you don't have much time to design again like you're tired you're slightly delusional like you're doing 15 16 hour days and on top of that like they like to mix alcohol in that so they can get the best character out of people. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. Yeah, I'll be Yo. honest with you. It's, it's, and I'm a tank. Like, I can drink. Yeah. You know? I, I did not really drink out there. My fuse was so short, and I didn't want to, like, fight pr- production, really. Like, they're just so fucking touchy as people. But Oh, yeah. so I want to know how you think that you ended up being depicted on this reality TV show. Like, what do you think the, uh, you know, the perception of you is going to be when <laughs> mm. Ink Masters releases mm. on November 1st on Paramount+. Plus? Uh... I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be one or two things. I think they might paint me as a hater. Mm. I think they might paint me as a hater. Damn. I was very vocal <laughs> about the things that I didn't like, mm-hmm. you know, and what I felt like was it just wasn't cool. So, and it, it depending on how that camera moves around and switches in and out, you know, yeah. mm. they might pick me as, as the hater or a villain. I mean, I was very vocal. Woo! I was very vocal. Yeah. Were you talking shit about other people or, or like the I whole thing? I was talking thing? shit to the people. Yeah. Like I was talking, <laughs> yeah. it was like a lot of arguments, like in like critique rooms, like yeah. in the lounge area. Like I'm just very opinionated. And mm-hmm. All right. So I got two quick That's ones dope. then. That's uh, dope as One, far. did they make you sign an NDA? Yes. Okay. Well, then, my follow-up is, what is the juiciest story that you can tell us? Oof. I, uh, Pick one and roll with it. I don't know if I could, to be honest with you. Really? But it, yeah, but maybe if we double back on another session of this after everything airs, mm. I can give you some good shit. Okay. There was nothing <laughs> juicy off-camera that you're allowed to tell, or no? Um, To be honest with you, I, off-camera, I feel like... I spent a lot of my time alone. It was, yeah. uh, it was all you want probably when yeah, you're done. So you're, all the drama was safe for the cameras. Then. Yeah. You're very like, you're, you get very cornered and it's, it's a lot of pressure at all times. There's 18, 19 cameramen 
Mm. You, literally, you walk around with cameras in the side of your neck. You mm. know what I mean? Like, and there's producers, and then there's story producers who are like the troublemakers, and then you have your production team that like takes care of you. So like, when I did ever have a second, I was I was very much alone. Even back at the hotel that we stayed in, like everybody would hang out in like the hot tub. I would do like a time or two, but I just wanted to kind of be on my on my dolo shit. So by design, they are trying to make you. Uh, like they want you guys to fight and bring drama. I mean, it, let's be honest. Like, would you watch it if there wasn't? Right. Would you like right. reality TV is only cool because it's shit that's happening that like you. Would so actually... the ways that they're getting it out of you is by encouraging you to. Drink. But it does yeah. also high stress. High high stress is like the number one. You're tired. Uh. You're stressed, and you're also competing for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like it doesn't seem damn. real until you're in it. Right. You know what I mean? That's prize money. That's tax free money. Like. Mm. Damn, I could tax win. free. Why is it tax free? It's prize money. You can't tax prize money. I didn't mm. know that. Yeah, I mean that's fire. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> you literally oh like the closer you get to it, you're just like, oh, there's only like six people between me. And the second or third place win anything, or just first? No, just first. Just first. Just first. It's yeah. Canadian dollars. No, it's like seven dollars American money. <laughs> <laughs> it's U.S. You get paid U.S. <laughs> Good. Yo, are Good. people having sex on the show like competitors and hooking up and shit? No I'm, shot. I'm sure, but what? So, I'm sure. I mean, I would. I mean, we're adults. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, bro. What are you? We're she just said they're alone all the time. She can't even take a piss without being watched. When are people sneaking out to fuck? Back in the hotel. I what? mean, so prior to that, prior to this, Jeez. prior to COVID, there used to be. Be a shared house which i don't think i would have managed to be able yeah to that's do. a whole different I level died like yeah. um but this now like we're in hotels separate hotel rooms i don't know you know thinking about that i feel like that was always the craziest part of the show was after when you're back at the house and everyone's sitting on like or maybe it wasn't even at the house but when i used to watch the show it was everyone sitting just the the tattooers and they were arguing in like a certain is that that was probably lounge. That was probably lounge. Oh, okay. So like that's a setted lounge where they create it looks like a living room. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, and that's So that still happens? That's where like I would say like eighty percent of the drama will, will happen. Oh, God. That's okay. that's what that got room it. is meant for. That got room it. is meant to entice. That mm -hmm. that where that's where you talk about what happened, what happened the day before. Mm -hmm. That's where you talk about what someone said about you and is all of the competition actually a surprise like are they are they letting you know the day before what's happening the next day or it's Fuck true no, it's really they, it's yeah. really true that's crazy it's so really, really true that you it. walk into like literally you're blind and like, you have so no I just, idea i no. think it's kind of weird that you know you're there as a tattoo artist but they're having you do welding and fucking painting you know i mean you're broken you're, glass what? on ink masters yeah it's it, you're literally you're testing the boundaries of artistry and do i think it's fair no but i think it's cool and i and only think it's cool because i feel like luckily i'm more multifaceted mm. than a lot of people so like mm -hmm. for me it wasn't really a challenge and it was more it was exciting because i know that a lot of people weren't capable so it was like a one-up you know as far mm. as competition is concerned but mm. um some of it is very very out of this world like it's just like are you fucking kidding me like oh no you know that i walked off a few times like I'm not fucking doing this. Uh. I walked off. All right, so I want to try. I want to try something that I know Zach is gonna like, uh, and I think a lot of the viewers who you know watch you on Ink Masters on Ink Masters will appreciate this. Let's play around a fuck, Mary kill. Okay. <laughs> so you know you gotta fuck someone from the show, marry someone from the show, and kill someone. Oh shit! <laughs> Damn, I yeah. didn't know that was coming. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, damn, about to hurt some feelings. Yeah, man. that's what we like. Bring oh, the drama. Shit. And I mean, obviously, it's it's very inevitable that I fuck Mary and 
kill women. So that's <laughs> yep. kind of my thing. So, um, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Tone, good Grace, one. You better be posting pictures of these pics. Yo. Um, <laughs> I want to see who you're talking about, too. All so right. Give me the name. I would. I'm Googling. Probably. Fuck Jess. Mary Charlene, kill Sydney. Oh, Sydney! Sydney, that bitch. He's going down. Sydney, that yeah. bitch. Oh shit! There's the drama. And you can't really tell us why right now, right? No, no. Nah. But we'll see. Yeah, you'll see. Yo, Jazzy, like earlier in your career and growing up, like how much did you idolize Ink Masters, and what, how surreal mm. did it feel to uh, finally get on the show? And you know, in, in the beginning of my career, I remember. Well, let's just start here, right? Like growing up in Poughkeepsie, it's very small here. It feels almost impossible to get out of here. You know what I mean? I mm -hmm. didn't really come from, you know, a family with money. I didn't come from a lot of structure. And nobody was really doing anything with their life. So I feel like that idea of Ink Master, even just being successful in general, was so, like, out of my reach. Um, so... I mean, you watched it. It was the only TV show at the time. And you're just like, damn, like, I wonder what those people feel like, you know? Mm -hmm. And to, to actually do it at this point in my career, like, I'm kind of glad that it happened now and not earlier. Because I think my lack of confidence and self-esteem wouldn't have gotten me as far as I got, mm -hmm. you know? And it took me years to build that and to just be very comfortable within myself and my skills. So it it's... It's it's still mind blowing, you know. Like this is gonna be the first year that Ink Master airs internationally, so usually it's just U.S. It's gonna literally we're touching over eighty countries this year. That's fire. Wow. So it's yeah, and it's I was also there for um, the anniversary of the two hundredth episode, so it's it's wow. It feels very surreal. Yeah, it yeah. feels very enlightening. It's humbling. It's 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 pretty dope. Congratulations! Thank you yeah. so much. It's insane. You know, we're you. super happy it's for so you. So cool. Thank you so, so much. So, we the talked best. about it right before uh, off camera. But what is the actual experience like compared to what you thought it was going to be like before you got on? What was your perception of it? And then now that you've actually done it, what was different? I mean, I've known a few people who've been on, so I've heard like mm. the horror stories, and then I've heard the like, well, it really wasn't that bad for me, you know? Like, so I did think that. It was going to be more art versus reality. And I think that that's just a, a conception of being a, a watcher of TV. You know, yeah. when you mm -hmm. watch reality TV, especially competitive shows, like you, you see the drama and you're like, but you don't, you really think that they're like, this is more of a competition than it is mm -hmm. TV. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I hated it for the first two weeks. I wanted to go home. I wanted to quit. It's very mentally fucking draining. But, it's a game and as soon as you learn how to play it it's it, it becomes a lot easier what'd you learn about yourself being on the um show? i learned that i learned that i'm a lot stronger than i thought i was uh mentally especially um and that i if i apply myself i can naturally be diligent and i can be very resilient to kind of any situation i know that now that i can literally you can put me in any room with any kind of people under any circumstance or pressure and like 
even if I don't win, I'm gonna survive. Oh, that's a good feeling. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 enlightening to, it's that like that that growth of like self love and just like yep. reassuring yourself. You always got to go through weird shit to figure that out. The about oddest yourself. things, you know, like not sleeping for two months was crazy for me to be like, you know, you love yourself. Like <laughs> you're a good person. It's called delusion. Yeah. No, <laughs> I was delusional. <laughs> like, Do but, you have any uh, regrets that you did on the show? I do. I I, I regret that. The most I feel like that I wish that I didn't um, abide by the canvas so much. And I, I wish that I didn't do the ask, you know? And I learned- Can you break that down? Yeah, what do you I, mean? I learned that like, obviously there's a challenge, right? So if they tell you today is gonna be full color, you have to tattoo a fucking a pigeon, full color. I don't do color, mm. you know? But the truth is, is that like, that's usually what the canvas is asking for. The canvas is like, I want a, you know, a, a skull with a building coming out of the top and I want it in all color. Me, like, I feel like I would just be like, okay, I'm gonna make this happen. But the truth is, is I have the option to manipulate that. I can tell you like, well, how about if we do it my way in black and gray and this is really my style and I could really hook this up for you. I would just be like, nah, like I feel like I'm gonna get better recognition if I try to meet the challenge. And instead I kind of stumped myself on that. You know, mm. Like mm, interesting throughout a lot instead of like where there would be other artists who would be like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to make that my style. Yeah, that would have been. I, I like your thought on that. Yeah, I think that would have been dope if they were like, do it full color. And you're like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, this right. is my pigeon. But exactly. Mm, like, mm. But and but in my mind, I'm thinking like I'm going to impress the judges more by meeting the challenge. Right. And instead, like I I stumped myself where other people didn't do the ask but they produce a better tattoo. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it's yeah, just like, yeah. it was conflicting for me. So right. I feel like in my <clears throat> mind, I think I do regret that most because I feel like if I would have showcased more of myself in those tattoos that I would have probably succeeded more. Hmm. I would have gotten more recognition. I would have been more noticed. I wouldn't have went through like the trials of the up and down the way that I did throughout the entire competition. So... Huh. Jazzy, do you have your um, kind of like most proud work that you did on the show? I don't know if you can tell us or not, but I do. The I, piece. I, I, I do. I can't tell you the piece, um, but I did. There was a tattoo that I did get tattooed the day for. So nice, mm -hmm. which is a pretty yeah, cool deal on that in that space. You know, yeah. and we're all kind of doing the same theme and there's one artist that comes above everyone. So it was pretty dope, especially because I spent, uh, you know, a large majority of that time being kind of low low scale low bottom scale yeah. so it was it was i was surrounded by hitters like you know yeah. really talented that fucking, probably feels really cool to fucking, be around the greats yeah man there's some legends in there there was people in there i've been tattooing 18 19 years 20 years so like and more than anything there's people that were super multifaceted in spaces that i'm not i haven't really touched color in probably like seven years so like when i went there i probably should have prepared myself before i went there and i didn't i was just like i can do it like but again, you're on a fucking time bracket. Everything is six hours, like, and you got to get it done and be yeah. creative and be better than everyone else who does color yeah, full yeah. time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Fuck. That's hardish. Yeah. Fuck. So <clears throat> this season is going to air globally. Yes. Right? When is that? November 1st. November 1st. November 1st. What do you think that's going to do to your business? Um, You know, one of the biggest reasons why I decided to go on was because I want to put the people that work with me in a better position more mm. than me, you know, well, like, I like that. and I feel like I have tattooers that work with me that are newer 
but they're like killers, you know? And we're just in such a bad economical space where tattoos really aren't a necessity right now. So people who do have money, they're holding on to it. You don't need a tattoo, you want one. Hmm. So I hope that it, it brings out those people that have the extra money to be able to put it into their pockets so they can get better, they can work more, they can get larger at their scale and they can be just as popular, if not more, you know, like, I wish somebody would have put me in that position. So that's really all I want. That's awesome. I Thank like you. that. That's like, you know, mission over commission yeah, statement right there. For sure. And we appreciate that. Definitely. Thank you. Yo, you're not related to a Kayla Camacho, are you? Mm-hmm. No shit. Little mm -hmm. Spanish girl? That's my cousin. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. I used to work with her in Manhattan. No shit. What? Yeah. I got to take a picture with you. Well... <laughs> We're about to take up time. <laughs> You're going to take it. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Try to get your picture now, Tom. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. Where'd you work in Manhattan? I was working for this uh, music producer slash artist. <laughs> Tony's got the secret Yo, life now. What? <laughs> yeah, okay. It was, what is going on? Uh, it was nah, before it was, the dating show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo, it was that guy, Lou, that I... Nah, Tone, I knew, I know. I'm yeah. just fucking around. Bro, I don't know shit about you. Back when I went to, bro, I was going Sorry, to the fashion Back when he went Institute. to FIT, bro. I went to Did FIT. you know that, Zach? Yeah. Yo, I'm about to leave, Not bro. for fashion. I swear to God. I went there because they had a community college program, and I was like, there's so many bitches down here. I'm going to fashion school. <laughs> Yo, it was probably lit, I don't know lit, nothing right? about yeah, you, Yeah, it was dog. cool. I had a girlfriend the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> fashion school. So, you should like, fucking, she you was should go back to senseless. fashion school. I was fucking I was mad stupid back then. Fucking senseless. Doing mad dumb shit, but it was cool. We used to work for this guy. He never paid us a penny, and uh, we learned nothing, so it was great. <laughs> it was an experience. All right, Jazzy. So uh, let's talk about yourself a little bit. First question is, why did, what got you in a tattoo? Yeah, I want to know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, out of high school, I was actually supposed to go to the culinary. I had a scholarship to go to the culinary. Um, wow. But my life was kind of a little messy. Uh, I was like all everywhere I shouldn't have been. I should, was living a life that I probably shouldn't have been. I was 16, 17, and dropped out of high school. And, Where did you um, go to high school? Poughkeepsie. I went to Poughkeepsie High School. Um, Local. Yeah. <laughs> and I uh, just got involved in the wrong shit, a lot of street shit. You know what I mean? And I just didn't. I didn't have the discipline to be able to go to college, especially not for the culinary. That shit was like the military of food. Yeah. Um, so Wait, I, you said you had a, a scholarship too to go there? I had a scholarship, oh, yeah. I dropped out of high school high honors. Like I wasn't, I didn't drop out of high school because I was stupid. It's yeah. just, you know, was like, wow. <laughs> so. Um, How do you get a scholarship? You like hook up a sick dish and they're like, yeah. <laughs> no, I had a crazy high GPA and I got like plugged in through like teachers and stuff. They all wrote my reference letters and that's dope. it was pretty cool. Wow, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, so it was pretty dope. Um, but yeah, I ended up dropping the scholarship. Uh, I dropped out of high school. I got my GD like 10 days later. And then I was like in, in the streets and shit. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be this person. You know, like mm -hmm. I hate it here actually. And um, it's like, what can make me this kind of money quick? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I was getting tattooed already. I started getting tattooed at like 15, 16. So this guy came to my house and he was like a fiend. And he tattooed me and he fucked it up so bad. <laughs> and I was just like, oh God, I can do this. Like I can do this better. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I always drew, I always did art, I was always into it. Um, but it again, it was one of those things that just seemed far out of my reach. When I was younger, like what was there like two tattoo shops here? You know what yeah. I mean? It was like Planet New York and Graceland. Like that was it. You know what I mean? So to go get an apprenticeship was impossible. Nobody would take me. So um 
I think even in the last 10, 15 years, tattoos have become way more popular, too. It's wild. 20 years ago, nobody was getting them unless you were a badass. Yeah, like, literally, you rode motorcycles. You know what I mean? So, like, um, so, like, it was, and it was very, like, nobody wanted to share it. It was a secret. Like, if you did want a tattoo, it was like, you either had to pay, like, 30K, which I didn't have at the time, to, like, get an apprenticeship, or you would have to, like, buy books and shit. So, like, it wasn't, it wasn't accessible at all yeah um so what year were you um like 15 or 16 when you started like getting tattooed just just for what year i am 31 so okay 16 so, years ago was... so early 2000s yeah oh, wait, yeah, yeah damn so. you grad or well i guess you dropped out so i, I dropped think, out at 16 so i think it's interesting because like a lot of these like like we know a lot of mural painters and mm-hmm. um, people in that world like there's it's like it's interesting to see those um skill sets like go from like street to like mainstream right so you've kind of been on the forefront of that seeing it right like there wasn't that many tattoo shops now it's like highly popularized and now everyone wants your services right it's so wild it's it's wild to see how fast things grow and it's everything right but like to see like you know something that was more uh people didn't really like it It, i remember when i was in school like i was considered goth because i had all the piercings and the tattoos and it's just like Fast forward two years later, it's just like everybody's lined up outside my studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? To get a tattoo by me for $20. So, like, (laughs) it's kind of wild to see how that transitions so quickly and um, how crazy social media can push those things as well. Um, But I started tattooing in my house. I would tattoo, like, all my friends, and I was terrible. I was fucking everything up, everything (laughs) and everyone. That's (laughs) funny. So bad. And then um, I kind of just, like, started getting into, like, I got good enough to where I can get into, like, street shops, like, really shitty street shops. My dad owned a barber shop, and he, like, busted out the back of it and opened up, like, a tattoo studio on the back of it. Mm, Wow. And um, I kind of was just back there doing my thing. Wait, what barber shop? He owned my actual Dream Chasers was originally his barber shop. Ah. So it was a barber shop before. And then um, he got in trouble and he went to jail. So the barbershop closed. And I ended up opening up a tattoo studio there like two, three years later. Ah. So that was pretty cool. Um, And yeah, I kind of bounced around. I didn't really get good or I feel like known around here until I worked at Black Cherry with Ken Fleck. When you started tattooing, did you know right away like, wow, I want to do this? Like it it was instantly you found love? It was the only thing I never quit. You know, I literally, everything I start, I quit. It's just it's just a bad habit that I have of mine. And it was the only thing that I felt like I had to touch these these lengths. I was just like, well, I got this now. Now I got to do this. I got to be better at this. And then, like, I just, I couldn't quit. You know what I mean? And yep. I felt like then that meant something. Yeah. If it feels like I don't want to give up, then I should probably stick at it. And you, st- so when you started, you started at Black Cherry, you started your own spot first. No, no, no. I started like I started at like street shops. So my dad had the barber shop, which I tattooed in there. And then um, I don't know if you know Dizel Green. He opened mm-hmm. up a shop on Academy. We kind of opened it together, and um, we had that spot for like a year or two. Then I went to Black Cherry. Got it. I uh, I went to Black Cherry, and that was kind of where my structure came from. It's where I learned how to deal with real clients mm-hmm. and like you know being more professional and more thought out and running the business no 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 i would just work no. for him as an employee but he charged me percent and rent at that time so that was like insane for someone who had just started tattooing um but it it made me be more professional he taught me everything about the core of tattooing it's not just about artistry but there's a whole other side of this is what makes it a, a, a functional business so this is like your schooling this was this he was like my mentor he 
went out of his way to kind of like change the way that I viewed things. And I feel like that was so detrimental at that time in my life, you know? Um, and I feel like the way that he was with me was very strict and very stern. But it was weird because I was very like, fuck it back then. Like, I don't need this, you know? But instead it was just like, like not nah, like I, I kind of it was something that I feel like I craved and he he filled that void for me mm. that's awesome yeah so, so he played a big role in the beginning to help he, you he played like the largest role I feel like in the tattoo he was your sensei today. wow yeah okay. I think he's he's a huge part of who I am I think that he not only taught me a lot about myself and being an artist but he also taught me the fundamentals of tattooing that no one knows anymore I can yeah. build machines and make needles and I can make my own pigments like yep that people don't know that shit anymore. Yeah. And I think that that's like, that's gold. Yeah. How you much know? has the needles and everything changed since you got in the industry? Everything. Like back <laughs> then, like we were making, I would make needles until my fingers bled and they were in like a long bar. And then the, the end tip, you'd have to solder a bunch of small needles together. And now they just come in like a little cartridge. Yeah. And they're all like pre, just pop into your motorized machine. But back then, like, you be in the middle of a tattoo and your machine just goes, stops working. At the end of the day, it's like a doorbell, right? It's like a circuit. A piece of metal doesn't connect the right way. The whole thing, I take the whole thing apart in the middle of a tattoo. And fix it, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people can't do that. So mm. it's, it's, I feel like that's gold information. So how long were you at Black Cherry before you went out on your own? I was at Black Cherry for two years. I moved to Florida, stayed in Florida for like two, three months, came back, um, stayed there for like another year, went back to Florida and, um, Stayed there for like a year, came back, and he wouldn't rehire me the third time. Mm. He was like, I can't keep letting you do this. You got to figure it out on your own. Five months later, I opened up uh, Dream Chasers. Damn. So, yo, Josh, Another. you're obviously goaded. Like, you know, <laughs> Ink Masters, right? All the work that we've seen on Zach that you've done is like the literally like I've never seen better work. Thank you so when much. When was that moment that you were like, okay, it went from like the grind to like, yo, I'm literally goaded out here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never felt goaded i'll be honest with you that's like a kind of what i mentioned in the in the last part was it took me a while to get that confidence you know and to be like damn like you're pretty fucking good at this you know mm -hmm. and it, again it's so small out here so what about the first celebrity you did or something that really like that external uh you know what is it called when it's like external like reciprocation of like okay the validation validation yeah i think the validation really came from me when i started doing conventions and I was, like, on the road for, like, two years. I was at a convention every weekend in a different city, four fucking cities a month. And I think getting the recognition from, like, sponsors and winning trophies up against, like, better artists, you yeah. know what I mean? It was just, like, damn, like, I can I can take this shit further than Poughkeepsie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I can, if I really work hard at this, like, maybe I can get this sponsorship. Maybe I can yeah. get this guest spot with this famous artist. And yep. I feel like that's where it was just, like, the more recognition I got in the actual industry was kind of like fuck like i can i can do this yeah what um when did the money get really good um the money got really good i feel like when i got to new york city mm -hmm. um i do feel like i did really well while i was here when i had my own studio um but the cost of living at that time was so low that i felt probably felt better you know what right. i mean so like right. i was paying eight hundred dollars for like this fire ass loft apartment oh on fucking God. union bend I miss those days on union <laughs> bend with everything included you lived in the union bend apartment i lived in so union bend me and every one of my brothers did yeah Everyone. so like and it was so dope you know what i mean and that was kind of a big deal and eight hundred dollars was like it was a lot of money i remember i had a three bedroom in there for sixteen hundred bucks it was massive i so i lived right across the street from the parking lot there's like a, a building that stands alone yeah right i there own the on, building next to it the no, brick one 
No shit. Yeah, that's like I own one of the buildings. There's like three buildings in between the Union Bend buildings. Dope, dope, dope. Okay. So well, I we was... just bought another one. Nice. Oh, yeah. Right there. Yeah, we just bought yeah. one across the street. Congratulations. You were telling me about this. Yeah. On Delano. Really right there. I fucking love that neighborhood. Yeah. It's it's It feels like you're not in Poughkeepsie. It's so odd. Right. Yeah. It's very different it's over facts. there. Yeah. And you then can... you got Rossi's. Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> I had Rossi's yesterday. The only time I never like feel guilty about spending thirty eight dollars on a sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then never. Different. Shout out to Ross. Shout out if you ever come to KFC, you gotta go to Ross. You gotta go. Best Italian food in the area. Best fucking in the world. Yo. Yes. Oh God. Who are the top celebrities that you've tattooed? Um, I tattooed. I don't know if you guys know him. I mean, he's he's a celebrity in his world. You know, Mayor. His name is Mayor. He is like the goat of sneakers. Like he rents his sneakers. To celebrities. Damn. It's, what did you just say to it's me? A Rents? Thing. Like, literally, bro, he has the biggest sneaker collection in all of the world. Wow. So, and he has things that you can never get your hands on. I'm talking about people will rent sneakers from this dude for $15,000 an hour just for music videos, for props, for fucking commercials. It you is just wild. step on my shoe, dog. Be careful. That's a rental. <laughs> That's a, like, literally, bro. Uh, I tattooed him. I worked when, so I worked for Inked Magazine. Um, and I'm gonna be honest with you, like, when the, my boss at the time was trying to give me the celebrities, like I didn't want it. They don't pay. They don't like to pay for tattoos. Because, what? Because the clout, they just want to post Yeah, you. but like, fuck you. Bro. You know, the people with the most money don't want to pay. Yo, they I don't want to pay for shit. And yeah. it's just like, and then they sit like shit and their ideas suck. You know what I mean? So it's just like, <laughs> It's like, yo, I want a clock with some clouds and a dove. And I'm just like, you got to be fucking kidding me, bro. <laughs> and you don't want to pay me. And you want me to use numb cream while you smoke weed and blow that shit in my face? Fuck you, bro. I, no, I don't want oh it. Oh, my God. I love that I don't take. want it. Fuck the celebrities. Fuck the celebrities, bro. Like, I'd rather literally, like... I've tattooed some, like, um, <laughs> an NFL dude. I don't really watch sports. I don't remember him, but I know he was pretty popular. Um, Do you know his name? That's I don't. Eli Manning. No. I don't. <laughs> Gave him a tat. Gave him um, a tat of a Soccer map. players, like shit like that. Yeah. But like, I don't really, I'm not really into sports, so I don't know. Um, but yeah, dude, I'd, I'd, I'd rather tattoo like the low-key lawyer who's like tatted from like, you know, the collarbone down. down yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> Nothing like the, showing. He's the guy that tips and invites you over on Thanksgiving. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's the cool guy. Yeah. What uh, What was your first tattoo? Uh, this is yourself. my first tattoo. What's your favorite tattoo? Um, my favorite tattoo is probably my stomach. I got like a portrait of my grandparents on my stomach. That's dope. It's pretty, it's pretty fucking. If you're willing to share it, we'd like to see it. But if you don't want to do that, that's understood. Go for it. Sean, you got it? That's dope. There you go. Nice. Now, who do you, who's your tattoo artist that you usually go to? Uh, I feel like at this point, um, I'm more of a a collector. I thought like growing, Mm, I, I was more of like, um, thought I had an idea how I wanted my body suit to look. Mm-hmm. But now I'm more of just a collector, like whether it's from friends or just people that I just really like their shit. You Got know? it. So I have one person mostly that does just my portraits. Mm-hmm. Um, he did this one. He did this one on my forearm. Like he just really does good portraits. Got it. Um, but now like I just got a piece on my ribs that I probably would have never planned to have. But like I love her work. I love her style. I love the way that she makes things look. So I was like, I think I want to have one of those, you know, more of a collector vibe. And For I, those who don't know. Uh, what's your style of tattooing? What do you usually do? Uh, black and gray realism. Um, cool. I do a lot of lettering, calligraphy, hand style shit, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like I've been blessed as fuck to be able to do the calligraphy stuff for sure. That's yeah. so funny you do lettering because, uh, you know, obviously the work I know of yours is all his. And he doesn't 
he doesn't have any lettering <laughs> at all. Yeah. It's all realism on him, and it looks so fucking sick. Yeah. I just want to get a tattoo. I spent most of my career doing black and gray realism. Um, it wasn't until I got into New York and I was able to um, really get more creative. You know what I mean? And and be able to like put that calligraphy on people or do that lettering on people. So Jazzy has done, let's actually count, one, two, three, four, <laughs> five, six. Six of my tattoos, all big. And I'm going to tell a story about <laughs> one of the tattoos that I think I told on a podcast Did about my ribs. Did you tell her the one when you... Oh, my God. I fucking called her on the way home screaming. Fucking screaming. No, no, yeah. no, no. What about when you got home and you started pounding shots? Yeah, I told her about mm -hmm. that in the morning. I texted yeah, her in the morning about it. You're out of pocket, bro. Yo, I, look, I saw a picture of it the other day. That shit was so... My whole my right side of my body was like three inches out because of that tattoo. But anyway, <laughs> I got a rib tattoo. And uh, actually, let me show it. I got this tattoo. And is it my camera? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got that tattoo. And I tell Jazzy, I'm like, listen, I'm not the toughest guy in the world, but I, I could sit through some tattoos. I've sat through some big ones. Um, but I told her, like, hey, I want to use numbing cream because I'm getting 10 hours on my rib, on my fucking nipple. My nipple's blacked out, <laughs> my hip, everything. So I'm like, I want numbing cream. She's like, all right, I got you. We get there, puts the numbing cream on. Great. Does the tattoo. It's the numbing cream work, but not that crazy. Like it really wasn't worth it en enough. And, and I'm already after, skeptical about numbing creams. So yeah, I can you didn't avoid even want the, me to do it. I did. I, I'm very like you don't know what someone's allergic to until they're allergic to it. You know. And what I mean? there's the foreshadowing. So I do the whole <laughs> tattoo. It's fine. It hurt, but it was fine. And then on my way home, I had an allergic reaction to the numbing cream, a chemical reaction. Chemical. And <laughs> when I tell you, it was. A 13 out of 10 pain. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I get my tattoos in the city, which is about an hour and a half from where I live. And I was going, well, I get, can I say, uh, what's, uh, fuck it, we'll say. I was going like 130 driving down to God to get my truck. <laughs> and pull you I, over call now? Up, I call up Jazzy, I'm screaming. I'm like, what the fuck? Everything hurts. I got back to my Scream, I couldn't even understand him on the phone. Like, yeah. oh, slow down. Yeah. I didn't know what was wrong with me. I was bugging out. And then, uh, yeah, I got home and took some pills that made me go to sleep and forgot about it. But anyway, I had a chemical reaction to a tattoo, and it was the worst experience of my life. Pretty so, fucking bad. Yeah. Uh, I was like, scale of one to ten, one being the worst and ten being your best. How, where does this guy land on your scale of sitters? Him sitting. Mm. Uh, he's a strong eight and a half for sure. That's pretty good. He's a good sitter. <laughs> you know, he it's you know he gets like fidgety. It's not even that he's like in pain, but by like hour three, like he wants to move around. Yeah, yeah he's a little bitch. No, it's not a pain thing. He just he doesn't like sitting that long. <laughs> yeah, so we'll course. get up and then we'll take a shot and we'll lay back yeah, down. Yeah, sit down ever. Yeah, bro. Yeah, and I get it though because I'm the same way. Yeah. So like I kind of know how to work with him. Like and I'll like in my mind like if I'm doing something like a freehand on him or some shit. Like, let me fucking like outline this because by hour three and a half he's just like yeah so you know i i was thinking i was like okay <laughs> <laughs> yo now that and i know bro, you I do lettering for seven eight hours though they're he fucking will. big tattoos that's he will. i don't go get a two-hour tattoo is the issue it's always big yeah. like even the inside of his thigh it was like and sometimes i'll tap out on him too though i'm like bro like i'm fucking seeing yeah seeing circles <laughs> yeah like, i come back i'm like yo jazzy tapped up bro was it <laughs> <laughs> like i'm over this bro. yeah yo, i need you to fix a tattoo for me it's like the only tattoo i've ever gotten oh. it's for my dad 
I got the wrong fucking date on it. <laughs> Wait, what? No, you don't, bro. Yes, I do. What is all this shit I'm finding out about it's you, It's got bro. the wrong day on it. He is it's upset. off by one day. What is? Which Where's one? The day? the day he died. 11-24? So listen, when my dad passed away, we had these cards made, and for some reason, half of them had the wrong date on it. So he passed away. I went to a tattoo shop, and I was like, I finally have a good enough reason what to get a tattoo. What tattoo shop was it? Couldn't even tell you. Okay. No fucking idea. Got Somewhere it. in Wappingers by the, that Graceland, probably. I have no idea. No, it was off the chain. Maybe. Yeah. By Wells Fargo? I used to, I worked, it's, it was coming down the hill. Like when, when you, you come down the hill, yeah, and you make the right. Right before you get on the bend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I worked there for like a week. It was you. <laughs> Fix it. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> No, but uh, I fucking handed them the card. I was like, I want this here. And they did it. And then like a week later, I'm at a bar and I'm like showing it off to my brothers. And one of my brothers was like, this is a raw fucking day. <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. Bro, what? It really fucking what's is. It, what, what's the date that's on it? What does it say? 23? No, move your finger. It says 11, 24, 11. It's supposed what? to be 23. That's going to be hard to change. Yeah, you can't fix that. A little bit. Jazzy won't do cover up either. I asked her one time and she you said, You don't Fuck fix now. it? Fuck no. Yeah. I would have to draw on you to see if I can make it work, but there's a possibility it's going to show underneath for sure. Whatever. Yeah. I, don't, I actually don't want to fix it. By With fixing, me. I meant let's fucking. Shit. It's all fucking uh, faded now. Yeah, it doesn't look bad though. No. I've seen worse. Haha, <laughs> Jazzy said my tattoo. Nice. <laughs> I'm cool. I'm trying to think too. What was the first one that on me? I think the owl. This one was when I turned 18. So yeah, I've been getting tattooed for you by you for seven years now. Too. Zach, how did you yeah. meet Jazzy? How the fuck did we meet? Through my sister somehow. Through your sister? Really? I thought so. Well, I I thought it was through Kim. No, because I stopped talking to Kim when when I was young. I dated Kim in like sixth grade that yeah. was that was 12 11 whatever you are in sixth grade you <laughs> stopped talking in like eighth grade um how long have you been talking to jamie uh me and jamie were together for almost 10 years so uh, maybe i'm trying to think do you remember how we met it was either your sister or i tattooed somebody that you knew yeah i think it was my sister and then i came in to get the owl that yeah. was the, when i turned 18 Who? i got the owl but Who? um uh, ha, ha. I was going to say, Jazzy, what's your like top like famous tattoo artist inspo? Like, who's your like Mount Rushmore? Mm. Huh. That's actually shifted like throughout the years. And um, my favorite tattooers now, I think, in my career, like aren't really famous. They're kind of like most of them don't even use Instagrams, which is like dope. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. And I think being able to step away from that platform. Shout them out. Shout them out. They're going to watch yeah, us. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I f- <laughs> um, a lot of them are either European or South American. Uh. Libro, which is like one of my favorite lettering artists right now. Uh, I believe he's from Brazil. Um, Sam Taylor is probably my all-time favorite lettering artist. He is insane. He like does his lettering like Bible scripture work like it's it's very detailed and ornamental i think it's so fucking cool um black and gray it jumps around for me i don't know like it's i don't know anymore like when i was like when i was younger i think the people that i liked i didn't like them because of their skill i liked them because everybody else liked them yeah and now it's more like i'm just impressed by like what you do you know what i mean uh. i see something like that's a cool tattoo you got any like hidden graffiti in poughkeepsie that you did you used to do that or no no, I didn't really start getting into murals until I got out of Poughkeepsie, really. Oh, really? Um, I did canvases while I was here, but the mural thing kind of started when I got into the city. I think just the network of meeting people, it was easier to, to 
have that. Um, so you've done murals in New York? Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah, all over like the Lower East Side, which was kind of like a huge pivotal for my career, which is dope. That's mm. so dope. That's cool. Yeah. We went to a mural festival in Acumal, Mexico and filmed some some really, really high-level people. It's this. Um, we went there, what, last year, Sean? Yeah, yeah, super dope. We kind of fell in love with it at that point. And uh, obviously there's a kind of a big culture of mural artists in Poughkeepsie. And For sure. So I see you dope. have like... We got Boogie on the wall. She's yeah. like she's like family. Yeah. Oh, that's dope. She's like family. We've I've known her and Rez for shit. Rez used to be like best friends with my father. Oh no so, doubt. So like I've known I've known him since I was a kid. That used to be on our set. We had that one and there's another one that you took down, but that used to be Yeah, I have three on our I have set. three murals that are that were done a long time ago by Boogie. I, I just hit uh hit her up and hit Rez up and right before we did the Damon John episode with Zach and Tony and I was like, Yo, I need some sick art, like I need some stuff and he was like, Yo, just pull up he took me to the basement of their crib and like he did they just had tons of stacks <laughs> of panels of art that yeah. she did yeah she's insane yeah man. wild her brain and the way that it wild. works is very on it's 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 wild bro to those see. people are fascinating so my first wall mural that i just did in manhattan go figure um i pull up to the location and uh she has the whole fucking building it's all her shit. Oh, shit. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, that's competition. I'm like, right oh, there. fucking course, bro. You know what I mean? Like, but I'd rather share a wall with her than anybody. You yeah. know what I mean? But I like, I get there and I'm like, look, and I'm like, I fucking know this work. So I get like, just like mm -hmm. a door. It's like this cool door that's like in. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's pretty dope. But uh, in that door, like on the outside of it, it's the whole building. So I walk up and I'm just like, mm -mm, I know this shit. I fucking walk through the side of the building. I step back. I see the initials in the bottom. I'm like, this yeah. is nuts, Dang. bro. Such a wow. dignified style, yeah, right? Man, yeah, it's so noticeable. And it's so it's so her. Like, if you ever had a conversation with her and you hear the way that she talks, it's like, it's just as like, you know, like spark driven as oh she is. God, you know I what I mean? Agree. She's such a light energy, though. And it feels good to share space with her. It feels good to watch her create and to like, to see the way her mind works and the way that she breaks things down. Like. Rez used to do, like, a lot of photo shoots with me, too. We used to do, like, a lot of cool shit. Um, before they knocked down that asylum, yeah. he brought me in there. We did, like, he used to oh, do, like, yeah. a lot of levitation shit. And we had so we did some cool shoots, like, back in the day, which was dope. I used to love going to that asylum. Yeah, um, wild. So you've you've accomplished, I'm assuming, a lot of things that you set out to, being a tattoo artist. You've grown. You're killing it. You've been in the city for seven years now. What is – how long have you been tattooing? 12 years? 13 years? Like 11, 12 years. I think I'm coming up on my 12th year. Okay. What is the future for you now? Now that you've, you've been on the show, that's obviously releasing in a week or so, um, and you've done a lot of things you wanted to do. What's the future? Um, right now, I really want to tap into clothing. I kind of mm. want to... It's something that I've always been super passionate about. I love fashion. And I kind of want to put my artwork and mix it in together. So I have something uh, coming really soon. So I'll be excited to share that with you guys. Can you okay. dress me? I can dress you. <laughs> he no, needs something. I need it. Yeah? He's bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> really? I, you came here with the shirt on I'm today. Like, today my, is the best. Today <laughs> is the I like best. You know shirt. why? Because I asked my fiance to dress me. <laughs> yeah? I'm like a six-year-old. He gets his shirt from Target. And a, and a, yeah, I don't give a fuck what I'm wearing. But <laughs> lately, I'm like, yo, I need to start dressing. It feels good. When you look good, it feels I'll good. I'll be yeah. your uh, canvas. I love that. I would love that. Make me mm. look sexy. <laughs> I got help. All right, I, I got, got questions about the business. Let's do it. Because I'm so not an artist. I can't fucking, I don't know. I can't even spell my fucking name. Um, what is the current structure of the business, right? You have a shop, I assume. You mm. own it. Mm. You own the space, actually? You rent it? I rent it. Okay. And P 
people are working under you? What do they rent chairs from you? How does this work? So I originally opened the space just to be, uh, have a private studio. I was kind of tired of working for everyone. And I was just like, I want to do this myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, I opened up a space that I knew that I could afford by myself. Um, within like the first month of opening it up, it was like, I had a homie that needed a spot. So I was like, yo, I got space. And then a few months after that, it's like another homie. I was like, yo, you got a spot? Like, actually I do like, come on. <laughs> like I actually ended up hiring my old boss. Um, then after that, it was just like friend after friend, you know, or I just, it became a space where homies would come into town and have a place to work. Um, now I did not want a functioning tattoo shop. And I feel that I learned that through my first experience that I didn't want to be responsible for anyone. Mm. So you come and go as you please. You control your own clients. I'm not responsible for getting you any clients. Like you pay rent for your space. I supply you everything. You come here, you do what you want. You come and go. What is everything? Everything is literally anything disposable besides machine and needles. Mm. Literally, like you don't have to worry about anything. Right now, like any tattoo shop in New York City, if you go work at it, they're not going to pay for your gloves. I pay for your gloves. You know what I mean? Like fire. Gloves are, they glove, the price of gloves went up almost 200% after COVID. It's expensive. People go through gloves. I can bust out a box of gloves in one day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that shit adds up. Like, of course. um, All plastic, all disposable things became more expensive after COVID just because of it. So, um, but I supply all of it. It's cool. Like you come in here, we have a vibe, you, we chill like there. And it's at that, it, we're all friends too. Yeah. So it's all people that I've either worked with before or I've just known for years. So like, it's a chill environment. It's I like just, that. That sounds like a laid back vibe. Yeah. It's not like, so your spots, the, yo, so, I love your spot. So you're spending- it's huge for a fucking spot in the city. Yeah. Thank you. And it's just you basically you go in there. It's like the size of this fucking studio. Yeah. And it's all glass windows. It's fucking great to get tattooed there. So, so other than having your, your spot set up, right? You're not spending a lot of time working on the business. You're working in the business. Yeah. How many hours a week are you spending tattooing? I probably tattoo four or five days a week. Mm. Um, max would be 12 hour days. Minimum would be four hour days. Um, mm. I've gotten to a point in my career where I just do one tattoo a day. So, that's pretty dope. Um, sometimes you'll go in there and it'll just be me in there for a week straight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go in there and have all four artists working and you can hardly move around. So like, it's cool. Like I get to vibe, but I also get to be alone. I get to chill if I want by myself. And then sometimes it's just like, you want that, that social, you know what I mean? Yeah. What are you, you stay steady, busy? Um, For the most part, like I try not to book myself out too far, believe it or not. I just, I don't like that. Like, um, that feeling of like I like restriction. Right. Like you're owned by your clients. Yeah. And I like to travel. So that's like my thing. That's what I'd love to do. Now, if you wanted to be busy forever, you could be because of your popularity now. Yeah. But like I mentioned to you before, I feel like tattooing is in a weird space. Um, I feel like I've had points in my career where I was busier Mm. by nature. Like I would literally like kind of get aggravated with my emails. You know what I mean? It's Mm. like every time I I refresh, it's like 86 new inquiries. I'm just like, Oh my God, like this is a lot, you know, where it's like, it's slowed down, but I, I maintain really well, yeah. Good. Yeah. What are some of the annoying things people do when they get tattooed? Give me some tour stories. Oh, my God. Or some tips for people if they're coming <laughs> in. <laughs> I mean, you know, people, I think at, at, at this point, number one starter is like, you should seek out the person that you want to collect their style from. It is so fucking mind-boggling to me and it's frustrating at this point that people will look at you and they'd be like, I want a tat and they'll look at your work and they'll be like, send you a picture of what they want. I'm like, there is no way you think I could do that. Right. Like there's no way that you think I would want to, you know what I mean? It's just like, I feel like education when it comes to permanency is really important. It's a body modification. You should seek out the person that does the thing that you like. Um, 
which is really important to why people end up 90% of the time with tattoos that they're not happy with. So, because you didn't, you know, and price shopping is, I feel like we're in a day and age where that's just not a thing anymore. You probably shouldn't. It's like three things, three things you don't want to like price shop, right? Like your I'd dentist, say that all the time. Your dentist, your doctor, and your tattoo artist. Yeah. And, your, and your barber. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't, I'm going to pay the price. Yep. You know what I mean? Like yep. I have health insurance and I still pay cash to get my teeth cleaned just because I like the way that she does it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like <laughs> it's important. I need these. Like, um, but yeah, so I feel like that and I feel like eat, just eat and drink water. Take better care of your body. Don't go out and get hammered like Zach. You know what I mean? Every like, fucking time. <laughs> every fucking don't go out time. and get hammered the day before and you come in like, I'm fucking, I'm hungover, but I'm all right. I'm drinking electrolytes. Like, no. <laughs> and then halfway through, I'm like, Chaz, you have tequila here? Please. <laughs> every time. Like, I got some really weird whiskey over there. Yeah, the fire. other one I just had was fire. Like, he was some Japanese shit last yeah, time. Yeah, so, but, you know, just and take care of your tattoos. So you said, too, before... Um, and that, uh, 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 you have people who aren't happy with the work. Or you said 90% of people, the problem yeah. is that they go to the wrong tattoo artist. For sure. Um, and they, then they're I not happy with that, their work. I get that, though, because I feel like people wouldn't even know. You like, wouldn't know. You yeah. think, like, me being as ignorant as, well, not as much now after just having this quick conversation with you, but I would just think, oh, you go to a good artist, they can do whatever you want. Right. But that's not the case. They're good at, they have their strengths and their weaknesses. Right, Hold right, up now. right. Have you had horror stories where someone's done and they go, oh, I don't like this? Um, that's a good question. I've done. I've spelled <laughs> shit wrong, which is crazy because I spell really well. Like I, I've spelled like I spelled angel wrong. I spelled put angle. Oh yeah. no! So <laughs> up. It was so fucked up. No. And check this shit out. It was my second day at my new job. <gasps> I was in like, your last day. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I I can draw a letter, so I, you can turning the L into an E and the E into an L. Like it worked out kind of, but I didn't realize it until I went home. So I had to hit her on the sideline. Like, yo, come back in. Me. I just want to look at it. You, you know? sure you don't like geometry? She didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she didn't know? She couldn't tell. And it was like on her stomach. What the fuck? Again, though, like at that point, I wasn't as good. So like she was, she was price shopping. You yeah. know what I mean? So, How often do you damn. mess up during the tattoo and realize and fix it? Um, n like not, not, it's, I'm being honest with you. It's been a while since I've like, okay. I've pulled an error. Yeah. Um, but luckily though, if I do something that I don't love in the midst of doing it, like I know how to alter it, yeah. cover it up. Yeah. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? In that way. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's never really a time where I'm just like, damn, really fuck that up. Yeah. Like you're going to see some shit on this TV show where you're just going to be like, damn, Jazzy did that. Yeah. Fuck that up. Like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Oh, but, you were uh, out of your element. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I was yeah. doing shit. That I don't do. You right. know what I mean? So, like, right. again, if a client comes to me and they're like, yo, like, I want you to do this, this color neo-traditional thing on me. And if I try to approach it, there's a possibility that it's not going to come out great. Like, um, I don't do that. You know yeah. what I mean? So, mm. I definitely think researching your artist is super fucking important. Yeah. You should be diligent about that. I've made a, that mistake before going to the a different tattoo artist early on when I was getting tattooed that didn't do what I wanted. And it didn't come out like i was how. i was that uneducated yeah. person i mean i was i literally most of my body is covered in trash you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so like it's it's i didn't know any better you don't yeah. know any better if you don't yeah. but again i feel like now in today's world like you we have instagram which is crazy yeah you know? and you can see everything yeah we have facebook and twitter like that shit is really like it's in your face now oh yeah yeah when whenever i come and get tattooed by you every time when you lay the stencil down you're like, how's it look? I'm like, yeah, I have no fucking idea. Just <laughs> do the tattoo and I'll tell you after. <laughs> it think... still fascinates me. You ever seen the stencil of like a big ass piece? 
and it just looks like nothing chaos yeah just Not, absolute chaos especially the Not stuff really. that i do on you it's yeah. very like detailed like that yeah. piece on your leg was very detailed but yeah i feel like for me that's one of the most important parts of doing realism mm -hmm. is, is placement mm -hmm. you're doing faces you have to be very mindful of the movement of the body and the curvature you know what i mean so like if i put a face on you that's too much on the edge it's gonna look like the person is like cut in half yeah yeah or you know what i mean or like their nose is really big just Ooh, because of the movement i got a good question you ever tattooed a dick a penis i have <laughs> yeah? yeah how was that it was um i've actually pierced one as well too because <laughs> i used to pierce back in the day um uh, it was I'm gonna uh throw up. he was he wanted a smiley face on the head so on the head on the head <laughs> i think the worst part about it for me was holding it you did know? you have to you numb have it to... i was like <laughs> <laughs> did you have to numb it up no bro i could not have someone putting needles oh my in god it yeah. fucking hurts yeah. thinking about it yeah i mean he was super pierced and tattooed and he wanted a little smile and it had face. to be flaccid he he yeah that was just <laughs> that is some shit. Yo, that's yeah. That is some shit. Jazzy, I have a question. Um, is is the is most of your work now like something that you since it's realism, like something that you're drawing first and then you turn into stencil? Um, if it's something that I'm using as like photo realism, I'm gonna use the actual photo reference mm. and I'm gonna draw on top of that reference for the accuracy. Oh, sick. Um, like when it comes to like lady faces and the stuff that I like to do a lot. I alter a lot of that stuff. Like I alter like where the light source is coming from mm -hmm. or like lashes and lips and like cheekbone structure just because I'm very comfortable with the way a face should move, you know, and how I like to see it look. So is that happening in the in the in the moment in the the actual tattooing process or like in the pre-production? And usually in the pre-production, if I get like if I'm doing a lady face, I'm usually just picking like a pose. So really just like a movement, mm. you know, or a hand movement. And I'm. By the time, like, I start fucking around on my iPad, like, I kind of, like, all right, I want the light to come from here because it's going to be on the inside of his leg, and I want the light to look like it's shining down. So I'll start to create mm. more casted shadows, and everybody Smart. loves long eyelashes and plump lips and, you know, sharp noses. So that's kind of, like, mm. the stuff that I'll draw in. Like Are you Wonder using Woman on Zach's leg? She's oh, yeah. Are you using Procreate? Do you use Procreate? Athena. That's exactly what I use. Okay, yeah. Now, that's industry industry standard nowadays. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's it's easy. It's like I started out with Photoshop. Yeah. So, and Photoshop is so complex of a program. Mm -hmm. um, but now, I just feel like it's it's accessible to have your iPad and a, basically a very mini version of Photoshop. That you can write on, you know. You that's can write wild. On, yeah. I mean, I do like all of the writing and stuff I do. I do write onto the skin. Okay. Um, I draw a lot of the stuff that I do on the skin in general. Like, yeah. if I'm doing like flowers and leaves or octopus, like, I don't know why I felt comfortable enough to do that, but I just, I was like, I, this will make more sense if I draw it and it should move with the body. You know, there's certain things that I feel like it's really important to me. My favorite thing about tattoos when I look at them is how they move with the body mm. and how they're placed. It's just like something that's flowy and natural to the shape of someone's body. Mm. core is like it's it's attractive to look look at you know what i mean so zach's octopus was drawn right on the body no stencil i used a little bit of stencil for the head yeah for just the top piece that's the top piece of the all head the tentacles and then all the tentacles yeah i freehanded all wow yeah and it goes all over the place show you it show wow picture of that. oh yeah i'm not gonna take this wow. b-roll we'll do it i'm gonna show well the sean can you throw some b-roll up there of his tattoo thank you oh. intro i'm probably gonna do all, pictures of all of them mine Zach's going to do the intro with no shirt on. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. Um, I need I was just to ask a question. Too. Oh, a uh, question I think a lot of people ask. What's the most painful spot to get tattooed, in your opinion? 
I'd say my palm hands down. Mm. And I have pretty like the pretty most gnarliest spots on my body covered. My feet, my ribs, my knees, Palms, my armpits. Huh? Shit. My palm is the worst tattoo on my entire body, for sure. Hurting? It was so Bro, bad. Think about how many nerves you have there. This yeah. is your how you grab so it. bad. It healed the quickest out of all my tattoos. Probably took like two days. <laughs> wow. Um, most painful on my body for sure. Like I said, I have my armpits done. Like, damn, I cannot imagine. Oh, the armpit yeah. was bad. Inside, I, and I got with a whole armpit done oh, too. Inside, my. like, I got my ribs uh. done all the way down to my hip, my stomach, my outside, inside of my knee. Like, foot was pretty bad, but nothing was worse than the palm. Speaking of weird places, we just had Tony's mom on. Tony, I don't know if you want you want to take Speaking this. Speaking of yeah, weird places, just, we just <laughs> had Tony's mom on. So my mother was diagnosed with breast cancer like four months ago. I'm stage so sorry. zero. No, stage zero. They caught it. She got a double mastectomy, both removed, and now they had to take her nipples too. I'm sorry. So when she gets it, thank you. She's good. Um, she's completely cancer free now. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, but they're going to reconstruct her breasts and then mm -hmm. she's going to get tattooed nipples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's people who specialize in that. Yeah. Again, so before you let her go to anyone, there is people who do just mastectomy scars. Like, and I feel like, I mean, you know, you're, you're taking the beauty of a woman when you take her breasts, you know, and it, it should definitely, whoever, whoever does it, like make sure that they do it, you know? Like, we'll go to you for the recommendation. Got you. I don't do them because it's color. You know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, we looked uh, at pictures. It's wild. It's wild, look but real. it looks yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? I've yeah. seen a lot of women also not do the nipples, but actually just do like a full coverage of yeah. the tattoo, which is dope too. Yeah. Um, But she can definitely, there's some really good artists that can do that stuff like really well yo tone it's gonna be like one of those like chalk drawings on the sidewalk where you like go to grab it and like there's nothing there it's actually i'm never gonna go to grab it <laughs> i never want to see her nipple so. <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean though right oh, like it's not there but yeah. it looks hyper real <laughs> I guess. it does and it heals well and it looks normal like if you would have to get really close to be able to be like oh shit you know what i mean but mm -hmm. um yeah i'll definitely send you some some really good artists i appreciate that yeah for sure all right, what is your favorite or you think the best tattoo you did on me? The inside of your thigh, for this sure. This Marcus Aurelius? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that shit is crazy. That's that's my favorite one on you. It used to be the owl for so long. Yeah. And then This uh, is the OG owl. Yeah. This I've had forever. So. And it's crazy because I feel like my style was a little bit different back then. Mm -hmm. I was going through like this negative space thing and I was like really into it. And you kind of always let me get creative, so I always appreciate that. But mm -hmm. now I'd say... The inside of your thigh is probably my favorite okay. piece. Do you, you have a too. favorite piece that you think of that you've ever done on someone? Um, it's probably any one of the like I like I really enjoy doing like these lady faces with calligraphy mixed in, and um, I'm working on one right now on a client of mine. I've done like her whole leg of like lady faces, and I'm in the process of doing one on her. I'll send you guys a photo of it. Yeah. It's not fully finished, but it's definitely my favorite right now. I'm doing something like that next. One of my next tattoos is gonna be. Um, uh, what the hell is the name of it? I can't think of the style. I can't think of the name of it, but a woman. It's going to be a woman. Mm -hmm. um, fuck, I can't think of a the woman. name. A woman. It's going to be a woman. I have a picture of it. But anyway, I'm that's I'm doing the back of my calf. I just saw you did one, the back of somebody's calf. With, calligraphy? Yeah, you yeah. did a woman and then calligraphy on the bottom, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some, I, I don't know if I'm going to do the calligraphy, but I saw the woman, and I think I'm going to do that next. Hold up. Yeah. It's like a fun. modern tribal. Mm. 
like this kind of uh what is it called a pharaoh yeah yeah like, like this an kinda. egyptian goddess yeah egyptian it's thing egyptian. okay maybe not the whole top head thing but that kind of style it'll look nice on the back of a thigh it'll fit nice uh, uh, the back of a leg uh, this whole leg is I, i'm trying to do um different cultures like i have marcus aurelius i have japanese samurai i got a uh, athena greek goddess mm -hmm. so then another like pharaoh or whatever you call that so yeah yeah okay. anyway um all right tony you want to wrap it up with your last question yeah at the end of the day what's your message to everybody out there Hmm. I don't know if I want to give like the corny like don't ever stop believing speech. You know? <laughs> no, give it. We you know, like, stand up, <laughs> give us the speech. Listen, sometimes speech, those, speech. those I don't know if I want to give that. There's a reason those are staples. It's because they're fucking hit. They're real. They do. And I and I think that if I've learned anything in the last couple of years of my life and this experience in owning a business and just moving through life as an adult, you know what I mean? I feel like Yo, like self-fucking-love, bro, is really the catalyst to all of the things that you want to achieve. Mm. Anything that seems too insane or your goals or whatever, like you're the only way you can ever reach things is if you believe you can. Mm. And the only way to believe that you can is to love yourself enough to know that you deserve it. And I think that that has been like the biggest part of my growth recently, like is just learning that like you fucking deserve this like you're dope enough like you're different than everybody else too like fuck that you can have it yeah if this loser can have it you can have it That's you know fire. what i mean I like, like that what do you think uh was the biggest reason or uh, uh thing you did that helped you get to love yourself more uh I how think, do you think you get to it you know i think you have to go through all the breakdown parts of it you have to like completely be dismantled mm -hmm. you know and i feel like i went through that in relationships i feel like i went through that with friendships i feel like i went through that in my dynamic with my parents and my upbringing, like you have to completely be broken down into the pieces where you're just cutting your fingers, trying to put them all back together and see yep. where to start. Isn't yep. that weird and as people like we, we need to be broken to like really be right? To understand the meaning of being full or whole. Yeah. You know? And it's just like, and I'm still, I got gaps, you know, I'm still, it's yep. piece by piece, but like it's, I'm more aware now that like, the, the true value of myself is in my ability to have been able to put the pieces back together. Yep. And I think that, that that's the strength. That's the strength in me that that is that I hope stands out. And I hope that it, it inspires anyone who feels like whoever may have grown up how I grew up or just went through the things that I've went through. Yep. You know? Yeah, the struggle is, is a necessity. And also, if you are struggling, a good way to deal with it is to get a tattoo. Always helps. Get a tattoo. It does, you know. That's it's funny. the only thing nobody can steal from you. You can't sell it. You have it forever. You nope. know? The only thing you actually do take with you to your grave. All right. Where can Damn, people find you? What's your Instagram <laughs> handle? Where? What's your Instagram handle? And at or any, anywhere else? Jazzy Camacho, and that's it. That's Instagram. That's Facebook. That's they just maybe made a fucking Twitter. Probably not going to use it, but I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Well, thank you for yeah, coming on. Thank you great. so much for having me. That was me. an yeah, awesome podcast. Definitely. And, and we look forward to watching you November yes, 1st. Yeah, yes. November 1st. It comes out. Anything you want to say about the show or any final comment? About yeah. That? November 1st. I don't know what time it's airing yet, but uh, I'm excited for you guys to judge me. On Paramount Plus. On Book Paramount your tattoos Plus. now because you ain't going to be able to. The Facts. price went up. The price went up. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> I better be getting grandfathered in. I, hope I, get the, the good I got you for life, though. Zach. I Facts. got you for life. Damn. That's going on Instagram. 